If you wouldn't say it to your kids, why say it to yourself? Welcome to the Aussie Mindset Mentor Podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do. Helps it to grow. My name's Selena. Welcome. So today, I want to have a look at, and this is mainly for the parents, but if you haven't got children, maybe consider, you know, what you'd say to your parents or to other people who are really close to you, like your bestie. And basically it is, if you wouldn't say it to them, why would you say it about yourself? In particular, I'm going to look at one of my favourite subjects, and that's being kind or being compassionate. Now, when our children, say they're being picked on at school or they're having a hard time, you'd probably sit down and have a conversation with them about being kind to themselves or, you know, showing compassion for themselves. Or if it was your your bestie or your child saying, it's okay, encouraging them, letting them know that, look, you're doing your best and it comes with time. So why then? When we feel ourselves that we're not good enough or we're not doing great, why are we not that kind to ourselves? This is particularly important for for parents, and here's why. We all have different ways of learning. You know, I think everyone knows that. So some of us are auditory. Some of us, you know, we can read and straight away we can, you know, take on that information and then use it. For many of us, we're visual. That's where I'm at. Experiential. Now, that is the biggest learning experience. You know, the difference between reading a book and learning how to, say, hand glide and the difference to actually going up there and hand gliding and experiencing that, you know, you, you, they just, you can't compare them. You really can't. You could even watch a movie with hand gliding or be in the 3D, but the actual experience of going, the journey of hooking in, of actually leaving the the cliff or the high point and just gliding through the air, there is no way but doing that to leave you with that experience. And that experience, that feeling, it's because then, you know, all that knowledge of how to is attached to a feeling and that feeling could be terror, that you know, but that feeling could be great, whatever. The feeling could be that you've overcome and that you can do anything, brave, courageous. But that feeling then is, you know, becomes hooked in you. So when you attach a feeling to something, that becomes an experience that is so strong in your learning. So let's bring that back to the topic now. There's two two places I want to go with this. First of all, the types of learning. We will leave the experience alone for the moment. Today, more and more, we are we are visual. Okay, we've got video games. I see kids in their in their little strollers, and they've got their little um, iPads with their little game things to keep them amused while they're in there. While you know the parent oh, shopping is talking to someone, or in the car while they're going on a driving trip. So from a very young age, children now are becoming skilled and in, in as a way of learning with with actual visual and stimulation, like the games and what they see. So in the past, you know, where it might have been evened out between books and the like, the brain actually will, if anyone's into neuroplasticity, um, the brain actually will develop those skills more and more you do something. That's why, you know, you might get a talented person and a skilled person. And at some point, the talented person will hit a plateau. And that's where, you know, they either pull in a mindset coach to try to break through that plateau or the person's been, you know, 
sort of sitting back on this their talent and the person with the skill, the person that's worked at it, worked at it, worked at it, built their skill, built their skill, built their skill, eventually passes them. And so for that person with talent, there's a there's a mindset there to to break through if they want to then catch the person who's continually building on their skill or they need to go to working on their skill as well because talent just isn't going to cut it. So because the brain builds up, you know, when you have that commitment to a skill and you keep doing it over and over, that part of your brain will become stronger and stronger. There will be more in there. I mean, your brain doesn't physically grow. But anyway, well, I'm not going to go into how it works now. But consider that part of your brain towards that action grows. So children and as a society, we're, we're becoming stronger and stronger in what we see and less and less just in, in what we hear. So if we apply that now to our children, you can talk to them, have all those conversations, but if they're looking at you and you are not being kind to yourself, they will learn that about how they treat themselves. So when you're not around and when they've grown up and they've moved on, unless you're there to fill that void, you haven't actually created in them the strength that they need to do for themselves in being kind and compassionate with themselves to cope with what life throws at them. So the best thing that you can do in teaching your child the very lessons they want to learn is taking it on yourself. And it'll be uncomfortable for a while because you will have had emotions attached to experiences when you were young, which, by the way, so will your children. It doesn't matter how much we cotton ball our children, how much we want to protect them and have them never be unhappy. They will find a reason. They've got to. It's just the way we are as humans. We can't protect them from that. And as a child, when you come, you know, you go over to your friend's place and mummy's sitting there, you know, playing with them and baked cookies and and then can help them with their homework on the, you know, say so you're having a sleepover and you see all of this interaction and you go, wow, it's not like that in my house. Well, the child doesn't know that mummy's putting on all her bestest because her little girl's got a friend over and she wants to make it all perfect for them. The child thinks this is, the, you know, someone else's normal every day. So the child then goes home and then the child goes, well, hang on, mum's, you know, just gotten home from work, she's running around, she's cooking, she doesn't have time to sit down, there's no cookies on the table for me. Maybe I'm just not as loved. Maybe, you know, you know, where, where's daddy? Well, daddy's still not home from work maybe or he's off doing something or, you know, not knowing that maybe there's uh, they've just had an argument. doesn't matter if your parents only argue once in 10 years. If that was the day where that emotion stuck to you because you were feeling that there's something wrong here and, and no one wants to talk, you know, the child takes that personally. So you can't protect the child from taking on those, you know, that emotional attachment to a situation. Like, please, don't go being all great just when every time they come back from a parent's place. The, the, the nuts and bolts of this is if you were daily, you know, not being kind to yourself and not, you know, feeling that you're enough or that, you know, beating up that you haven't done something right or that everything goes wrong for you all the time, 
the child will take that experience on for themselves. So the really the greatest thing, the greatest thing you can do for your children and for those you love is to be compassionate, kind and loving to yourself. Now that doesn't quite sit for a lot of people. And if really you're stuck there, please call me. Or, you know, uh, there's plenty of other avenues out there to go and explore, you know, breaking down that little wall. Or, you know, just read some books, however you learn, watch YouTubes. There's so much stuff out there. When you start taking actions to, you know, to break down that for yourself, and then when you get to the stage where you can tell someone else, even your child, and sort of say, you know what, mummy does get grumpy sometimes and or I'm not nice to myself like I completely love you so I'm reading these books so can I just have 10 minutes you know it might sound like that you're putting your child off but what you've actually left with is you know your child you want to be a better mummy for them and you're working on yourself so the child learns when something's not working for me I start by working on myself not beating myself up not being mean or horrible or putting myself down or, you know, blaming everyone else and avoiding. But really, I just sit down peacefully, have compassion, and and start working on myself. The greatest lesson you can give your child, because you're not always going to be there when they need something. You're not always going to be there when they're feeling down. The person that's always going to be there with them is themselves. Oof. That kind of got a little bit deeper than I was thinking of there at the end, but it's whatever's flowing for me at the time is what I'm putting out there. So I'm guessing maybe someone just needed to hear that today. So clearly, you know, I'm going to ask you to go out, be kind to someone. Actually, today I'm going to ask you to go out and really put effort into being kind to yourself. Thanks so much for joining me. Look forward to you joining me again. Bye for now. Bye.